I'm so excited to bring you the show today because there is a way to trade the FOMC week, which is the week that we're in this week. It's the week where the, where the FOMC meeting happens and we're going to get the outcome of it tomorrow. There's a way to trade that week and I want to show you that I've tested that and that if I'm right, we're going to have a pullback on Thursday and that's when you should be buying. I'm going to show you also what you should be buying. So today's going to be like a great show. I'm going to show you why we're going to get a pullback. I'm going to show you all the data behind it. And then I'm going to show you what you should be buying on Thursday when this pullback happens and why you should be buying what I tell you you're going to be buying. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a big show. Let's do it. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. When I call your name, I'm doing a quick roll call to see who's in class today and who's not. Just say the word present if you're around. Uh, Iris Morris, if you're around, say present. Luke Sniper, if you're around, say present. Chad Graham, if you're around, say present. Rohan, Rajan, Will, NBF Forum, Walker, Dave, Digital. If you're here, say present. If you're, if you're in class, J-Dog, say present. Kevin Barani, if you're here, say present. All right, I see all the kids are in the class. That means we can start today's show. It's a huge show. Let me tell you, I'm so excited to bring you today's show. You, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to blow your mind today with how to trade the FOMC meeting. Hopefully, we'll get 2,000 likes. At, at that point, we will bring you, give away the Rolex watch. No one claimed it yesterday, so it means we're giving it away today. Remember, there's now three watches to be given away. Have to be given away by the end of Feb, which means that there's 28 days from tomorrow to give away those watches. Um, it's FOMC week. It's a big week. We need to know how to trade this week. FOMC weeks all have a pattern. Here is the pattern. Let me show it to you. It's pretty simple. So you have uh, on Monday, we have a sell-off. We got the sell-off. On Tuesday, we have a slight retrace. Guess what we're having right now? Slight retrace back over 23,114. On Wednesday, there's a bounce. On Thursday, there's going to be a pullback. And on Friday, we continue higher. That's what's happened every single FOMC meeting. I'm going to show you that it's going to happen again this FOMC meeting. And I'm going to show you what you should be buying. Because if we get a pullback now, and you are of the same belief that we are, that it's time to go risk on again, then dips are for buying. But they're not for buying blindly. You have to have a strategy. And I need to show you what the strategy is. Because I've got the strategy. I want to show it to you. There's a document. I'm not going to show it to you, show it to you. You see, but over... I've got 8, 8 million tabs open again. I think it's this document over here. Yes, here we go. So there is a document open with a whole strategy. We're going to talk about the strategy, and I'm going to show you how well that strategy is going to work. Okay, so listen, let's go, 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 go. What you need to do, subscribe to the channel, What I'm and hit the like button, get us unshadow banned. You did a great job yesterday. In fact, I want to show you something. I just want to show, I just, can I take one second 
just to gloat. Do you mind, guys, do you mind if I take like one second, just, just hold the phone for one second. Look at this. We are the fastest growing major crypto channel in crypto at the moment. We are currently on 599,000 subscribers. Now, what I'm expecting is that by the end of this video, we will have 600,000 subscribers. So let's quickly go to the subscriber dashboard. You can see that there's 599,130 subscribers. Come on, guys, help us get to 600 subscribers before the 1st of Feb, which is in a couple of hours. I know you can do it. We can. Is there a way to watch this thing live? There must. There's a way to watch this thing live. How, how do we watch this thing live? We used to watch it live. Let's see if we can watch it live. Uh, here we go. See the live count. That's the live count. I'm expecting this to be to go very far up to to 600,000 subscribers by by the end of the show. Um, otherwise, yeah, smash the like button. You guys were absolutely amazing yesterday. You got us. Um, you got us out of the shadow ban. Hold on. I'm getting a message here. I'm getting a message here. When I get a message, it can only mean that there's good news. Um, oh, okay. So the news, I'm getting news. The news is around the Koti stablecoin, the Jed stablecoin, which has launched today. Jed finally launched. Remember, we had Shachaf on the um, uh, on the show the other day. He just sent me a message and he says, absolutely crazy. Let's just see what crazy is. You see, these are the numbers. 19,186,423. That's 7.2 million Jed have been minted already for the unbelievable launch for, for Jed on, on Cardano. Unbelievable launch for, for Jed on Cardano. We'll be watching this because now this changes the Cardano ecosystem slightly because now you have a stable coin which you can use. Um, okay, so that's that. Let's get into, into the alpha of the show today. If you haven't already smashed the like button, smash the like button. If you haven't already subscribed, subscribe. I do, people are unsubscribing. What, what, what's going on here? I don't understand. I don't get this. I mean, I do not get what's going on here. There we go. That's more like it. That's the spirit that I like to see. All right. Let's talk about FOMC and where we're at. As I said to you, there seems to be a pattern when it comes to FOMC meetings and how to trade the FOMC meetings. There's a sell-off on Monday. We had the sell-off on Monday. Slight retrace, then flat into Tuesday, which is today. Tomorrow, we could get a bounce, post-FOMC bounce. Then you get a pullback on Thursday. Now, I'm going to show you some data that kind of shows that that pullback on Tuesday may actually be realistic. It's actually it's actually in the on-chain metrics. It's actually in the data. And I'll show you what that means. Why that's important is because, as I said, if you believe that 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 the market is now past the worst and we're in this new recovery stage, then you want to have a strategy for when the pullbacks happen. Because I'll tell you what happens when the pullback happens. When the pullback happens, you start to lose confidence in your thesis. And when you lose confidence in your thesis, you don't buy the dip. And then what you do is you, you, you wait for it to pump again, and then you get FOMO, and then you buy the pump. So it's very important to have conviction in your thesis. That's what you want to be doing now. You want to have the conviction in your thesis. Now, I want to show you what the, the benefits are of having conviction in your thesis. I'll show you how that's worked for us in the last week. James, can you make it cold in it's, it's hot, and I'm wearing a shirt today, trying to do this whole new credible look with the collar. You know, it's, uh, it's going very well. So um, all right, let's quickly look at where we're at. So we are expecting a pullback, and that is after having so far a very, very good January, 38.12. That's if you look, if you just look at the Bitcoin price, 38.12% increase in January. We got we turned the sentiment. Sentiment was at 61. Okay, it's not 50, but as I said, it's 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 been good. We also got some other good things. We got 
the golden cross on the S&P 500. So if you look at the S&P 500, if you look at it on the spot, we got the golden cross. Now, the reason why that's so important is because when the 50-day moving average and the 200-day moving average cross over each other, that's called a golden cross. That's And the reason why it's, a, why it's so bullish is because when that happens, it triggers a whole lot of institutional algorithms and a whole lot of technical algorithms to say, this is a bullish sign. We're also very close to that bullish sign on Bitcoin. So you can kind of see that, you know, here we, we, have, it go, we have it happening again. It still hasn't happened, but it's on the way. So if Bitcoin continues to go up, what we're going to get is we're going to get the golden cross happening on Bitcoin as well. Smart money is starting to move back into the market. So major index, if you look at the, at, at the major index combined hedge position, they now net long in the market, which means that the smart money started to move into the market. Same thing with Bitcoin, smart money, exchange traded product money, which is where the institutions invest, is starting to flow back into the market. In fact, inflows of 9,131 Bitcoin, strongest month since, since May 2022 into the market. Okay, so that's where we're at. But I think after a big month like that, we need a cool down because you don't want to go up, up in one direction because then you come down hard. So you need a slight cool down if you, want to, if you want the market to remain normal. And we're seeing a few signs that we may have a slight pullback, which is exactly in line with the thesis of the fact that we said that on Thursday we'll have a slight pullback. Let me show you three signs that we are starting to have a pullback. The first sign is, if you look at the funding rate, the BTC BUSD perpetual funding rate, so that's the BUSD pair of Bitcoin. If you look at that, people say that this is the trigger that started the bull run. People were fighting on Twitter and they were saying, look, this is a, a fake pump. And the reason why this is such a fake pump is because it was it was started by this BUSD pump. And you can see it over here where it, where, like, the, it was all a BUSD pump. Now we're starting to see the funding rates go slightly negative. Now, what that means is that some people are starting to take shorts. The shorts are bigger than the longs. And th therefore, some people are actually expecting a slight pullback. We also saw a net outflow of stable coins of $200 million. Last week, there was a net inflow of $200 million for the first time, which means it was positive. This week, there was a $200 million outflow of stable coins from the market. So it means that people were taking money out of crypto as opposed to putting money into crypto, okay? The last thing that we see is we seeing leverage start to cool down. So look at leverage. Right now, leverage was very, very, very heated during January, during this bull run. And what you can see is it's now starting to cool down a little bit. So it's healthy. The reason why that's healthy is because you don't want a market that's over leveraged because we've seen what happens when a market gets over leveraged. We've seen that. We don't want the market to be over leveraged. So now what you're getting is you're getting the market slowing down on its own without mass liquidations. It's almost like a more rational market. People are a little bit more, more scared. So what am I saying is going to happen here? Or what do I say? Oh, and, and the last the last reason why I think we're going to have a pullback is because Kramer, the third indicator, I said to you there's going to be three indicators. One indicator was the 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 open interest on Binance. The second indicator, of course, was was the stable, the, the outflow of the stable coins and the leverage. And then the other indicator was Jim Kramer, because he says that the Fed decision on Wednesday could let the bulls party on. Now we know that when he says that, we have to be we have to we have to go the opposite because he's he he's always wrong. So for me, those are the that is why I think we're going to have a slight pullback 
on on Thursday. Um, if we do have a slight pullback on Thursday, it's time to buy, and I'll show you what to buy in a second. I'll show you how that works. Um, but for now, let's focus on FOMC, which happens tomorrow. It's actually happening now. It's happening today and tomorrow, but the results of the FOMC meeting are happening tomorrow. And we'll be live for that here and on Twitter Spaces. So it's going to be, we're going to be here and on Twitter Spaces. We've got a massive panel of people for you. Uh, we've got Raul Paul coming on to our Twitter Spaces. We have, I think, Harry Dent is coming on. I told uh, Fred to get hold of Peter Schiff. I'm not sure if he did. Um, but we're going to have a massive Spaces and we're going to have um, uh, um, a massive Spaces and we're going to have a massive um, YouTube stream tomorrow. So it's going to be like a party. Get yourself a whiskey. I'm going to get a whiskey and we're going to have some fun. Remember, remember, before we move on to the next segment, remember that 2,000 likes, we draw the Rolex again. I want to give away the Rolex. I've got three Rolexes to give away before the end of Feb. So help me help you get a Rolex. It's so simple. Help me help you get a Rolex. We will do roll call again just now. We will do roll call again. Um, Sujit Kumar, if you're here, just say present. MG, if you're here, just say present. Uh, Dominic, if you're here, say present. Ron Hart, if you're here, say present. Steve Milbourne, if you're here, say present. Uh, Ziad, if you're here, say present. See, everyone's in class. Everyone's attentive. Now we can move on to the next part of the show, right? Because everyone's here and attentive. I can see they're all saying present. Let's quickly just check the subscribers. Uh, we're going to talk about that. There's something else I've talked to you guys about. I mean, guys, you're not you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're just not doing what you're not you're not following instructions here, guys. Subscribe. This needs to be on six hundred thousand by the end of the show. Felix is present. I see that. All right, let's talk about the FOMC meeting, which happens tomorrow. We will be here. We will be here live when it happens. What we're expecting tomorrow is we're expecting 25 basis point rate hike. But we're also expecting Powell to come out and be hawkish. That's what we're expecting. And there's a reason for that because Powell can't afford the markets to keep running the way they've been running. He can't afford that. If, it, if, all, if he does that, all the hard work that he's done on inflation is going to unwind itself. And he's already got a credibility problem. I read this tweet. I think this tweet's very good. It says, it's from Sven Heinrich from Northman Trader. We've had him on the show before. He says, pal, if I don't raise rates, I lose all credibility because I can't not raise rates. If I raise rates by 25 basis points, financial conditions may loosen further and I lose all credibility. If I raise rates by 50 basis points, our previous guidance turns out to have been wrong and I lose all credibility. So what I do, well, I'm going to talk 20, I'm going to do 25 basis points and I'm going to talk mean and hope that works. That's pretty much what we're going to do tomorrow. That's pretty much what he's going to do tomorrow. So I don't know how much more time you want to spend on this boring subject of macro. Like, I don't know. I mean, we can talk about it forever. We can talk about the fact that 99.1% of people are now forecasting a 25 basis point rate hike. Less than 1% of people are forecasting a 50 basis point rate hike. You know, as they say in the adverts, 99.1% of people can't be wrong, can they? Unless they are, in which case the other 0.9% will be wrong. So um, that is what we're going to get tomorrow. I mean, we can listen to Steve Leesman. I think he, he had it quite that, right. Uh, uh, like the market itself, Becky, they're in agreement over the near-term outlook for Fed policy. What happens is they become divided and they also split with the Fed over whether the Fed holds or cuts by year and look at the Fed expectations chart from the survey, 100% seeing that quarter point hike this week, 82% see another hike coming in March. The funds rate then reaches the peak of 5%. That's the average. Uh so one more rate hike this month, another rate hike in March. Then we're at the peak rate of 5.03%. Uh, 
forecast by April, where it holds on average for nine months. But then 44% seeing cuts by December with a handful expecting them as early as September and another small handful expecting those rates hikes to continue through December. So here's the outlook from the funds rate uh, for the funds rate from the survey. 44.3 is the current rate, goes up to 5% by April, comes down to 4.69, which by the way is a bit higher than the, the funds market uh, pricing is. And then again, uh, it comes down even more next year, December 24, 3.76. Highlighting the gap between the market and the Fed, Steve Blitz of TS Lombard doesn't hold back. He's okay, so that's pretty much what, what the market's looking for. Now, remember I said to you a few days ago when we we're talking about inflation, I drew a chart for you and I said, look, based on my chart, that's my chart. I said, based on this chart, I believe that when we get to June next year, inflation gets to 2%. And Oh, sorry, June this year, inflation gets to 2%. So... The market kind of agrees with me. They're saying in June, it will be 2.4%, which means that probably by July, we will get back to a 2% inflation rate. And then this inflation narrative um, falls behind us. So listen, bottom line, I don't want to talk about macro because I think we've spoken about macro, as, they, as the lawyers say, we've spoken about macro ad nauseum, right? So like we've spoken about it too much. Um, and I think the next narrative, I think we should move on to what happens if we get a pullback. Because... If we get a pullback and you believe like we believe that the bottom is here, it means that you have to be ready to strike quickly. You can't, you don't have time for procrastination because the one thing that happens in bull markets, it doesn't happen in bear markets, is that that we, in bull markets, the bounces happen much quicker, which means that, you know, if you can't strike quickly, then the problem is that you get, you get taken out of the market. So I'll show an example. Yesterday, I wanted to buy Conic. So, you know, obviously I asked Fred, I phoned Fred, I said to Fred, is there any reason not to buy Conic? Because what happened, Conic dipped yesterday. And the problem is that Fred didn't answer my call quickly enough. So as a result, I missed this dip over here. So now you see the problem is in bull markets, the bounces are quick. So I missed the $6.20. Now it's at $6.91. So not good for me. So we've got to be paying attention now in, 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 in what I believe is, is the next leg of a bull market. Um, and that means that you have to have a strategy. You have to, have to, have to have a strategy. And the strategy must be devoid of emotion. It must include sectors, tokens, and price. And if the price starts coming down, put your orders in now, close your eyes. I don't really care. Just close your eyes and make sure that you get those trades. Because you can't, huh, Fred just said, Peter Schiff confirmed. This, this is going to be one of the biggest spaces of all time. I'm telling you, this is going to be absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. Have you seen the list? Can I read it to you? Read me the list, Freddie. Read me the list. Okay, give me a second. Give me a second. So all right. So, answering the phone yesterday. The list is Ralph Paul, Henrik Zeberg, who was our guest yesterday. Amazing show. Really good show. TED Talks Macro. Uh, Peter Schiff. Harry Dent. What? And potentially Scaramucci. Bro, bro, that's pretty. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so listen, for the next part of the show, you need to all be present. This is important. You need to all be present. So if I call your name, just say present. Denzel Rodriguez, if you're here, say present. Luke Sniper, if you're here, say present. I don't even have to say Joby because I know Joby Anderson. He's always here. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Patrick V, if you're here, say present. Uh, Gazer, if you're here, say present. Charles Z, Present. Everyone's present. All right. If everyone's present, we can continue with today's lesson. You remember, 
that I said to you guys, you need to have a strategy this year. And I said, I gave you guys a framework for a strategy. And I said to you, the first thing that you want to do is you want to create a, a list of narratives that you want to be investing in. And you want to decide in advance how you want to allocate your money into these narratives in 2023. And I picked a whole lot of narratives, which I thought were going to be the best narratives in 2023. Remember that? I can see everyone says present. Amazing. I can see that. So that's what I said. That's what I said to you guys. I want you to see the importance of having a roadmap and a plan like this. I want, to, I want you just to see how well this plays out. And based on this, we must build a plan for Thursday and Friday or for whenever we get the next step. We have to have a proper plan, right? So this was our plan. The first thing we did in our plan was we put together a list of, of narratives. And I said to you, the narratives that I'm most bullish on, layer ones, obviously, layer two on ETH, we have to go aggressive. And we put aside 7.5% of our portfolio that is unallocated. And we said, look, we have to invest. We have to invest in that. We have to invest in trading. Remember, I said to you, this year, I'm actually going to break our trading. I'm going to put the lion's share of my, of, of my money into the trading narrative, and I'm going to separate it from DeFi. I then said gaming and metaverse, and then I said payments. This was a week ago. I said to you, I see this narrative playing, these narratives playing out in 2023. We are one week or 10 days after we released this portfolio. And are, are there 600, someone said all 600,000 are, are present. No, it's not, there's not 600,000 yet. There's, there's just not 600,000 yet. So about a week ago, I gave you this portfolio. I just want to show you how brilliant this kind of methodology has worked out for anyone who has been working with the system. Because all we wanted to do here was, was help you guys build a system. So look, first of all, if you have been following the layer ones, you would have seen layer ones explode. We, I, I said I wasn't going to buy Aptos, but there were a lot of people that put Aptos on their, on their list. Um, let's talk about, we did this on the 23rd. Was it the 23rd? Josh, when did we do the portfolio show? 23rd. Okay, so if you would have bought Aptos, if because remember we said there's a, a narrative of layer ones. If you would have bought Aptos, you would have made over 100% on your money since the 23rd, okay? We gave you a whole list of other layer ones. Um, you can see that most of them have gone up. Let's, I mean, if you look at Phantom since the 23rd, um, let's quickly go to Phantom. By the way, I'm still in an, in an Aptos short, and it actually started printing last night when the pullback started to happen. I'm very confident in my short. I'm going to keep holding that short. Um, let's look at Phantom since the 23rd. Again, Phantom, 23rd, 30 cents, 57% return. So you can see that applying the system, you would have been long in the narratives that would have run. The next narrative that we said would run in 2023 was payments, right? So we said... We think that payments is a big narrative in 2023. And if you remember what I said on the show, the reason why I said payments was going to be such a big narrative in 2023 was because of Elon. And I said to you, you got to back Doge. And the reason why you got to back Doge is because the richest man in the world is, has, has now a platform with 500 million active monthly users where he can integrate payments. So what happened? The following happened. He yesterday tweeted or, or said that he's going to integrate payments into Twitter, but he's not going to integrate crypto yet. First, it's going to be fiat, which kind of makes sense, but built so that crypto functionality could be added to Twitter at some point in time, right? And this is after he did the spaces with Mario 
and he spoke about integrating crypto. I mean, just listen. So, and I do think there is a role for crypto in the future, without speaking to any particular, particular crypto coin, um, as a means of ensuring that the monetary system does not get completely corrupted. It essentially is, it provides competition to the fiat system. So that if the fiat system becomes um, overly restrictive, then crypto will grow. Like basically, the, the better that the fiat system uh, works, the, the less prominent crypto will be. And the worse the fiat system becomes, the more uh, crypto will grow. Are you so, concerned about the moves towards central banks? So you see, that was Elon talking on Mario Spaces. So what we have seen now is we have seen that Elon tweeted about that. When that happened, Doge caught a bid for the first time in a while, which we knew was going to happen and we think will continue to happen throughout 2023. So again, if you entered this trade around January 23rd, again, you're probably up 13.5% on your Doge trade. More importantly, when he tweeted that other Twitter-related tokens, payment Twitter payment-related tokens, also shot up. So what you'll see here is that if you look at the bubbles, let's look at, at the bubbles today, one of the big tokens that ran was Mask. So we looked at Mask. Um, Mask increased 37% today. We noticed that jump trading is accumulating a whole lot of Mask. So they've got $3.63 million worth of Mask. If you want to follow jump trading, you can see in their account that they are accumulating Mask tokens, right? Now, remember that Binance has what they call this uh, Bluebird, U Bluebird USDT futures. And the Bluebird futures is actually a whole lot of tokens that they believe are going to be um, integrated into Twitter. What are they? BNB, Doge, and Mask. Because remember, Binance invested $500 million into uh, Twitter. So this index, which, by the way, you can invest just in the index, is now trading at 8627 it came up from $6.27, so also flying. So why am I showing you this? Just by the way, if you don't know what Mask is, Mask is a, it's a extension that you can plug into your browser, which allows you to add functionality onto your Twitter and other social media offerings. So you can, you can, do, an, you can do an ICO, you can tip people, um, and you can do it. Go and mess around with Mask. I think it's actually a very, very, very cool tool. We know Binance invested in it as well. So go and look at it. I wouldn't buy it after a pump, but I would definitely, definitely put it on my buy list. Definitely. Let's actually look at where Mask has come from. Okay, so it's up 40% today. We don't buy 40% up pumps. We can see that the lows after, after FTX, let's go to the lows after FTX were 294, now back at $4. So I think wait for a pullback, but this is definitely, I think, one that you need to have in your portfolio. Next one. So again, one week ago, we spoke about a whole lot of narratives. Let's see how the narratives are performing. Payments exploded. I think that the next payment narrative, which is going to explode, is wallets. So I want to add wallets. So I'm going to just quickly sign in here. Let me just sign in and, and, and quickly add wallets to this narrative because you need to, you need to add wallets to payments because what is what is payments without wallets so we need to add wallet tokens here so one wallet you can one token you can add here is is uh, is trust wallet you can add things like x is it called xdefi is that the wallet 
there's a wallet called, I think, XT5. Let's look at all of those. I'll research them in the next couple of days and I will come back to you and show you which ones you should be buying. Then the next narrative, which exploded, let me just find you, find it for you here, is, here, let me just quickly get it for you here. Just for you, for those of you who haven't seen Mask, let, let me show you Mask. Um, so what it allows you to do is you, it's a plugin to your, to your browser extension. Um, you can encrypt messages for your friends as only. You can launch new projects via an initial Twitter offering, built-in social trading tools. It really combines the world of crypto and combines the, the social media world together. So go and have a look at it. And if you like it, use it. And if you like using it, I always say if you use a system, then it's probably worth buying. Cool. The next narrative, which absolutely, absolutely exploded, is gaming, metaverse, and NFTs. Remember, I said to you this a week ago. I said to you, you need to be looking at the following tokens. Put 2% of your portfolio into Gala Games. Put 1% of your portfolio into Render. And I said to you, should, you should put more. The reason why you should put more is because this narrative is absolutely going to explode. So now you look at Render. Let's look at what Render did since we had, since we had that show. Here it is. Was it 40 cents? Render's up 234%. More, more. Let's, let's do it properly. Because we should take credit when we get these things right. Right, Josh? So, so 262% if you took the trade with us. Same thing with Gala. If you look at Gala. So Gala USDT. Let's look at the 23rd when we did that show for you and we told you to put 1% of your portfolio in. Okay, this one hasn't run a lot since the 23rd, but it has run a lot. So I think it was 40 cents on the 23rd. Yeah, it was 43 cents. Now 55 cents. So, so, so you see, if you have a plan and in your plan, you have narratives, tokens, and target prices, if you're right in your, in your thinking, then your portfolio will, will explode as the narrative explodes. I want to show you another, another narrative. We told you to look at buying ETH layer twos and we told you to go overweight on ETH layer twos. Now what we're seeing is that there is a massive narrative that is starting around ETH layer twos. So be it optimism or, or ZK rollups. And when you look at ZK rollups, I'm going to show you in the last week what's happened to ZK rollups since we did our portfolio show and told you to invest in ETH layer twos. Matic is up 16.5%. Immutable X is up 22.54%. Mina Protocol is up 48.3%. Dusk is up 61.9%. So all of these were, were in our thesis. And now we're seeing that there's a new that this new narrative of ZK rollups is starting to take effect. And you've got to immerse yourselves in this narrative. And we'll do a special show around ZK rollups and optimistic rollups. But for now, you can see the narratives which are running. Let's look at, at another narrative, which, which is running pretty well. We did say to you the other day, we said to you, go into trading. And when you, when you go into trading, remember we said to you, go heavy into DYDX, go heavy into gains, into GMX, go heavy into those tokens. Let's see what happened to those tokens in the last week. So let's quickly just look at gains network. There we go. So let's just look at gains and let's look at it in the last week. So let's quickly go to it from the 23rd, which is when, when we did the portfolio show a week ago. Okay, it is up 40%. If you look at GMX, now someone says all tokens are up. 
I agree with you. All tokens are up, but there are narratives which are outperforming other narratives. And those are the ones that we try and help you identify here on the show. So uh, DYDX up 18%. It was up a whole, uh, um, sorry, this is not uh, GMX, up 18%. And then DYDX, this one we nailed, this one we nailed really, really well. We told you guys to put 2.5% of your money into DYDX. And let's go to 23rd. Here we go, 23rd. Takes you to 60, 63% if you invested in all of those. That is the importance of having a plan and sticking to the plan, especially in a time when we think that the market is going to start going up. And we're not the only ones who think that the market is going to start going up. I was listening to an investor call with Pantera. Pantera is one of the, the most successful funds in crypto. And when I was listening to the call, the two things that really stood out for me, the first thing that stood out for me was that they're starting to return allocations to altcoin after seeking a haven in Bitcoin and Ether. So in the bear market, they ran into Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now they are pivoting out of Bitcoin and Ethereum and they're going into altcoins. I want you to hear this. This is the recorded investor call. So listen to it. And so the way we're kind of thinking about things at a, at a high level from a portfolio standpoint is, you know, through most of last year, we effectively rotated into very high percentage ETH. Um, you know, if you, if you look at kind of the market cap weightings, a lot of the, the mega cap position is, is ETH. And then recently we started to rotate. So you see, last year they were in Bitcoin and ETH. 66% of their holdings were in Bitcoin and ETH. You do that when you want to protect your capital and you think that the market's going to get um, uh, destroyed. When you think the market is going to go bullish, what you do is you start allocating more of your money into more DGEN plays, right? So let me show you some more DGEN plays. Um, where ETH is becoming a, a smaller portion of the portfolio than it was you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I think you know, once you sort of have confirmation from like a technical analysis standpoint that the DeFi is bottom versus ETH, um, I think we'll probably rotate again back into DeFi. Um, this really interesting stats and like this, the total in the total size of the crypto market and you know what percentage is DeFi of that and you know, it depends on how you count, but it's usually about a single digit uh, percentage of, of the market cap, which I think is really undervalued uh, given how much of like actual adoption in crypto is, is going to come from DeFi. And so he's going into DeFi you know, over now, the last two years, um, DeFi has gone down. You know, depends how you count and what time you start, but roughly it's drawn down roughly eighty percent or so versus ETH. And that's a position that we've largely been out of. So we didn't hold that all the way down versus ETH. We mostly didn't hold uh, too much DeFi stuff for quite a while now. <clears throat> and so we're sort of excited to be able to finally rotate back that that back on uh, close to the lows. I think that's going to provide you know a huge kind of relative outperformance as we enter the next cycle over the next two or three years. And so if you look at kind of different use cases, um, you know, this is basically very so he goes, they, they're basically rotating money out of Bitcoin and ETH and they're putting it back. It's to we're ETH just kind of starting that rotation now. And so if you look at it kind of broken down by category, you know, I'm trying to see if it's... So let's see what they're investing in. In layer one, they, they're optimistic around ETH. Layer two, they were optimistic around op, uh, optimism. Chainlink, Uniswap, MakerDAO. And what they're saying here is Arweave. And I want you to hear him talking about Arweave. One thing we haven't covered, um, we do actually have a position on in uh, Chainlink, a relatively small position. I think it's probably fairly close to bottoming out versus ETH. Uh, it's an asset that had a huge amount of hype in the last cycle. We kind of mostly avoided it. 
uh, through the hype cycle, but I think it's probably fairly close to its sort of trough of, of disillusionment. Chainlink. Um, you know, outside of that, um, the only other thing that's worth noting here on the slide, I think, is our position in Arweave. Um, that's something that is very different from the rest of the portfolio. Um, Arweave is doing decentralized uh, file storage, kind of similar to, to Filecoin. Um, it has a good amount of actual uh, traction and usage surrounding kind of the NFT space where people are using Arweave to basically store those permanently. Um, and I think it's, you know, from a diversification standpoint, it's not quite like anything else that exists uh, in the market. And so I think if you look at kind of what are we looking so that is Pantera also now saying, look, the worst is over. We're starting to allocate a whole lot of money into, into uh, out of Bitcoin and ETH and into the more DGN players. Now, you can decide to be a spectator. You can decide to protect your capital. And that's, you know, if you want to do that, respect to you. You can wait for more confirmations or you can start deploying. And if you're going to start deploying, well, you know what, you know how you need to deploy. Someone says small pump coming. I mean, this is a really baby pump. It's only Bitcoin went from 21,150 to 21,156. So I think if you look at it on a three minute chart, that actually looks like a big green candle. Yeah, you see that's that people are, you, you DJs are watching all the wrong candles. Um, what else is there? There's a whole lot of other stuff. So one is uh, SBF is tampering witnesses. Um, you've seen that. You, 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 I don't know if you spent too much time on it, but he attempted to stall the bankruptcy proceedings in the US in November in order to transfer assets from his crypto exchange to foreign regulators. Uh, per the Department of Justice. They're now uncovering all of this. He's also trying to reconnect with a whole lot of witnesses. Now, I think that this is Sam Trabuco. So he says, hey, and they obviously blacked it out. Says, I know it's been a while since we've talked and I know things ended up on the wrong foot. I would really love to reconnect and see if there's a way for us to have a constructive relationship, use each other's use each other's resources when possible, or at least vet things with each other. I'd love to, to get on a phone call with you sometime and chat. So that's the first one. He also tried to link up with John Ray, which is the liquidator. He says, hey, I know things have gotten, have not gotten off on the right foot, but I really want to be helpful, whether on the funds or anything else. Hopefully, it's just it's just you guys moving the funds. As I'm guessing you've heard, I'm in New York for the next day. I'd love to meet up while I'm here, even if it's just to say hi. In case you're available, I'm free noon EST. This guy's lost his mind. He, he's feeling, you know what I think is going on with SBF? I think he's, he was innately, he craved attention and he was getting all the attention because he was the blue eyed boy of crypto. Now he's not getting any attention. He will do anything to get attention. He'll even risk going to prison. He'll even risk destroying, I mean, not listening to those just to get attention. It's the same reason why he, he came on Twitter spaces and he did a whole lot of interviews. He just wanted the attention. Now you can see here that the court um, has now said that the people that helped secure his $250 million bail will be made public on the 7th of February. Now, we should have a we should have a vote and we should have a pool as to who those people are. Is it Kevin O'Leary? I don't think so. Is it, um, is it Gary Gensler? Is it maybe, I don't know, Elizabeth Warren, Nancy Pelosi? Uh, I mean, who would put would, would put $250 million bail up for, for it or surety on the bail? In other, maybe Bill Ackman, I don't think Bill Ackman would have put the money up. In other FTX-related news, um, they are now suing Voyager for, for $445 million. Um, and it's a clawback. It's basically saying, look, FTX bailed Voyager out and now they want to claw back the money. Now, remember that Voyager is now owned effectively by Binance. So this is becoming pretty interesting because now FTX, the liquidator, is actually trying to, to take 
458 million from Binance. So, I mean, that's crazy. I love this. Someone says, laugh out loud, criminals be like. <laughs> I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, Celsius also, big problems at Celsius, massive problems at Celsius. So there's an examiner's report that's been published. And it's 700 pages, but it starts off by saying, the business model that Celsius advertised and sold to its customers was not the business model that Celsius actually operated. That doesn't sound good. And let me tell you that that doesn't end well. It doesn't start well and it doesn't end well, whoever it is. Um, it also seems that they were insolvent uh, as far back as early 2021. And they were just trying to trade their way out of that. Now, look, for me, terrible because we had Alex Mashinsky on our show quite often. And we, we actually really liked Alex. We thought he was one of the good guys. And I really, really, really hope that I really hope that that this is not that, I mean it is I think it is what it is I think I really think it is what it is um a couple of other things I mean there was an attack on layer zero I'm not we'll, we'll cover this again tomorrow I want to do some more digging about this attack it was an attack by James Prest which you said that they found um uh issues with layer zero labs and they got into a whole fight I don't think we should cover that today. And today's a good day. We shouldn't cover fights. Um, this was interesting for me. Two things here. GCR, GCR is that huge trading account. Now, two things here shocked me. It says that GCR moved 50% of his flow key to Mexi Global. Okay. So there's two things that shocked me here. The first one is how does GCR, why did GCR even have Floki in the first place? $1.3 million worth of, of Floki in the first place. And two, did he use our referral link to sign up to Mexi Exchange? I wonder if he did. I hope he did. I hope he did. Um, tomorrow, we'll also spend some time going through Near Protocol because I went through their financials. Pretty good financials. Pretty good financials. We'll go through the financials. Don't write Near Protocol off. I think it's quite a, a good protocol which doesn't have it. Also, we got the Solana mobile phone now shipping. Uh, Fred. Fred. We need Fred to get hold of Austin and tell him we want to unbox the phone and do a giveaway of the Solana phone to our agent. Why is this, why do we get why are we getting that robot noise? Freddie, get hold of Austin. Let's do a Solana phone giveaway on the show, please. I really want one for the office. So let's let's do that. Let's do that. Alrighty. Before we go today, first of all, thank you. I, I love doing this today show. I hope you, you saw the benefits of having a system um, in, in a time like this. And remember, you got to be able to strike quickly. Because when the market goes down, it's like you gotta be you gotta strike quick. Don't miss the trade like I missed the trade. I've missed missed three trades this week. Feel feel like I could have done more. I have taken my short on Aptos. I'll probably, if it goes back to $18, I'll take another short. So just keep your eyes on that. Uh, let's look at the subscriber. Oh, 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 this is important. Stop. Okay, listen, we're hiring. If you are the type of person that is obsessed with crypto, if you spend your whole day on crypto telegram groups, Twitters, Discord groups, we are looking for people to join us as researchers. Now, there's different levels of researchers. The first level is just people that find interesting narratives that we can talk about on the show on Twitter and on Discord. We're looking for those people. We're also looking for people to help us write reports and help us write shows. So if you want to get out of your job, if you want to take on a part-time job, if you want to take on a volunteer position, send a cover letter. And if you've got sample research, send your sample research to research at cryptobanter.com. 
we want to we want to hire a whole lot of people. So we've got eight positions open. So do me a favor, think long and hard. If you have been waiting for a sign, this is the sign. You've been waiting for a sign that that is time to go all all in into crypto. We'll start off by joining our researchers. But you've got to be obsessed with crypto. You've got to be digging in, in discords and Twitters all day long. And if you can write reports, even better. Um, and also, you must have at least two years experience in crypto. If you didn't get into, into crypto at least two years ago, then this, is, this, this role is not for you. This, this role is not for you. All right, let's look at our subscriber count. Okay. I mean, great. We did pick up 30 subscribers this show. Amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I think you could have done better. I mean, generally, I, I think we, you could have all... You could have been better, guys. You, you could have done better. Um, remember, tomorrow I'm coming to you guys at night. I'm coming to you guys with normal show. Then there's a Twitter Spaces and a YouTube at night where we're doing the live FOMC. So don't miss that. All right, Josh. Hit, no, mine says... Hold on, let's have a look. I got 1.6. All right, so you know, let's do what we do every single day. Let's do what we do every single day. I get the stop the stopwatch. I give them nine. Today we'll do 90 seconds. You have 90 seconds to get it to 2,000 likes. We get to 2,000 likes, we give away the watch. We don't get to 2,000 likes, we don't give away the watch. I see there's already 1.7. I'm just opening the spreadsheet of the potential winners of the watch. Let's see the potential winners of the watch. Uh, okay, I have the spreadsheet open, as you can see. I have the spreadsheet open. If you want the Rolex, you know what you need to do. You just uh, open a uh, Bybit or BitGet account using any link. But if you don't have a link, use the links here. You can also get up to $30,000 sign-up bonus on Bybit at the moment. You can get up to $50,000 sign-up bonus on BitGet. So just use those links. You can stand a chance to win the watch and get up to 30,000 sign-up bonus on Bybit and BitGet. And if we get 2,000 likes, I shall give away a Rolex today. You have about 45 seconds to go. You know, even if you don't want the watch, I mean, just like the video, do a favor to everybody else. You know, it's, it could be very bad if we got to 1,900 likes like we got yesterday. Remember, we got to 1,900 yesterday. I think it was, it was not great. Okay, you have 20 seconds. You have 1,800 likes. I don't see us. I don't see this happening today. I, I just can't. Can't see it happening. Josh, you see this happening today? About 10 seconds. Oh, well, hold on. One nine. We've got about 10 seconds. 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 1960. Come on, 40 more likes and you guys get a Rolex. And it's this Rolex over here, 1960. Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? Done. 2,000 likes. We have 2,000 likes. Okay, let's do the Rolex giveaway. So here's how it works, just so you know. Um, it is a Rolex Submariner Blackface. It's one of the most sought-after watches in the world today. Now, we are going to pick a winner. The winner has five hours from now to email giveaways at cryptobanter.com. Um, and tell us that you've won the watch. And if you can verify your account within five hours, you take the Rolex. Guys, I have to give away this Rolex, please. I've got three Rolexes to give away. So far, nobody's claimed the Rolex. I want to give away the Rolex. Anyone can win. Anyone can win. Okay, so to make it fair, here we go. I use a random number generator. 
2387 is the account, the row. So I go to row 2387, 2387, Okay, here we go, 2387. I didn't catch that. Could you try again? Siri, I said it five times, 2387. I don't get it. Okay, if you are account number 2697317175 on Bybit, if you are account number 2697317175 and you get hold of us within the next five hours, that's yours. We'll send it to you anywhere in the world. Even if you're in the United States, we simply won't ask questions. We will not ask questions. We don't care who's asking, who's who's using a VPN. In fact, if you want to use a VPN, there's a link below, NordVPN. Use it. You can browse the web anonymously. No one knows where you are. If you tell us that you're in the US, we'll send you the watch. We've got no choice. We, you could be there on vacation. We've got no choice. We'll send you the watch. Listen, let me just check the research group and just make sure there's nothing that's breaking at the moment. Nothing is breaking at the moment. Um, huh. This is cute. This is cute. It says I didn't buy Bitcoin in 2010 because the fully diluted value was too high. <laughs> Very cool. Listen, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends.